Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. This is Keenan, joined by Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? What's up, Sal? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Keenan? I'm good. Coming off a beautiful, beautiful win. If we would have recorded this like Monday night after the game at like midnight or like Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, I probably would have been insufferable. I probably still will be pretty insufferable talking about this, honestly. Like, See, I actually, I would have been, I honestly, this, I would have been as well. I would have been. I don't even think this win's being talked about nearly as much as it should already. Well, right but, now it's talked about like in like, legitimate sports media, like your Fox Sports and your ESPN is... Is it an indictment on Mac Jones that he only threw the ball three times? And yeah. and it's also talking about, is Josh Allen really that guy? Those are your two real big topics right now. In sports, like in the big, big sports media, not like the Twitter realm or like the podcast realm, but like in your major everyday sports media, that's your topics. See, just like that, I'm already annoyed with uh sports media and i don't even pay attention to it like that anymore but just like you know what i mean like yeah, no i completely they, get only it only they could turn a win only they could turn a win by uh by the patriots team into something about matt jones or josh allen like there's you can't leave that game i mean we beat the bills but i don't think you leave that game doubting Josh Allen at all. Josh Allen did everything he could to win that game. Was there a few times he got sacked maybe where you don't take a sack? Sure. But like, was he like, <laughs> not that guy. They played in fucking hurricane wins. That's all I got to say. Josh Allen uh, did exactly what I expected Josh Allen to do. Make a few big time throws. Like that throw to Stephon Diggs, maybe one of the best throws of the entire season. Obviously the wind made it so it hit Stephon Diggs. That was crazy. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was the most impressive play of the game. It was that he was like that, literally he like fifty yards in the air and hurricane winds and hit him in the hands. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I thought he caught it and you know when it happened. I didn't realize he dropped it. That's how close that's how, yeah, that's how close I hit him in the hands. Same. Know? I was like, that was easily the best play, for me, the best play of the entire game. Like, that was, a, that may be the best throw of the season. Like, that was a phenomenal throw. You're going to get throws like that from Josh Allen, and as he's done his whole career, you're going to get a couple head-scratching moments where you're like, what the hell, what, like, what was that? Like, this, like, there's a couple sacks he took. It was like, Josh, just throw that away. You're trying to do too much. Obviously, he had that... On 4th and 14, he had Cole Beasley open, but in his mind, he was already going to Dawson Knox, so he, instead of reading the coverage, he just kind of had, like, I'm going here and went there. So those are the kind of things that you get, but at the same time, that's been always Josh Allen. It was never anything to me on Josh Allen, like, oh, he can't make big plays or things like that. It's just That's just who he is, a top-10 quarterback with a top-3 talent, and you'll go. he'll make plays. If he just doesn't make the big mistake, they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bills, the Bills could have won that game. Oh yeah, I don't want to say the Bills should have won that game, but they definitely had more chances in the red zone than the Patriots. So, you know, credit credit to the Patriots defense, um, especially you know we gave them one. I mean, I, we could go kind of through play by play, but I mean, we gave them fifteen yards on the Miles Bryant play, and was that the fourth quarter or the end of the third? I think that's they get in- the red zone. I think, I think that was, was in the third. Yeah, where he's, I think they're at like the 35. He's going for the first down. Miles Brad pushes him out of bound. They get a personal foul, plus 15. That was so dumb. And they, and they don't get any points out of it. I can't remember. They might have got a field goal. 
No, they missed they the field goal, I believe. That's when they missed the field goal. That's right. They missed yeah, the field goal off that one. And, uh, you know, the game was basically over after that. But, I mean, what can you say about Belichick? When I found out there was going to be hurricane winds, you know, like two hours before game time, you know, I don't know. There's no coach you'd rather have in a in a bad weather game than Bill Belichick. Like, there's no one more prepared for it. I don't know what it is about him. He loves it. Uh, the the last game I could compare this to, and you'll you'll like this comparison. You'll remember this game is that Patriots Broncos game about seven or eight years ago, where yep. it was in like thirty or forty mile per hour winds. Yep. And it was a classic of a game. Broncos get get a big. Patriots come back. Patriots win in overtime. Yep. Um. Wes Welker muffed a punt. And like the one thing I remember about that game was it being crazy wins. And, I, you know, Manning played well. Manning, what was different for Manning than Brady? And this is why it's kind of weird to me that the, the Bills didn't throw more. Like the wind wasn't affecting Brady's throws at all. Like he, it's weird. People don't really talk about Brady's arm strength, but on those intermediate and short throws, like he throws them as hard as anybody. Brady's and arguably. Go, go ahead. I was gonna say I was just pointing out just real quick. Brady's arguably the best bad weather quarterback to ever play. So I don't like that's just that. <laughs> probably is. Probably is. But I just remember like the way he was throwing the ball. Uh, the wind wasn't affecting it at all. And you saw that on Monday night with Josh Allen when people when he was dropping back, just you know, in the regular passing offense and not just under center because they ran the ball quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Clearly not as much as the Patriots, but when he was throwing. Yeah, there was a lot of incompletions, but like the wind wasn't really affecting it unless it was like a deep ball like that one to Diggs. And somehow that one, it definitely got a hold of it, but somehow found its way to Stefan Diggs' hands. Um, I think if they throw the ball more, they win that game. I really do. Uh, it got kind of scary there towards the end when they really did put more passing in because they were moving the ball pretty easy. And they once were- again, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the defensive calls or what, but we. We did our thing. Miles Bryant made a really good play on that last, on what effectively ended the game, where uh, he was in the middle of the field playing center field. He had two players on each side of him, and he made the correct read on where to go on Josh Allen's throw. Uh, Very well coached, as they pointed out on the broadcast. So, I mean, my, my love for this team only increases. I mean, I made it this far without bragging about how we only threw three times, only completed two, and still won the game. Like, you can't. It's over for the Bills. You you can't tell me they're going to come to Foxborough and beat us. You know, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever the game is, after losing to the Patriots at home, where they didn't even try to pass on you. They literally didn't even try to pass. And Damian Harris, I think he had like he had eleven carries, one hundred and ten yards, or something like that. Yeah, and he and it could have been one hundred and fifty-five. Could have been two hundred. He, he was getting. He probably scores on that one play where he tweaks his hamstring again. Uh, that, yeah, that's mean? what I was talking about. I mean, I was just saying that play alone. It could have been one hundred and fifty-five or one hundred and sixty, however left yards he had left. Because he doesn't. If his hamstring doesn't tighten up there, he's cutting that up, and that's six. Like that's exactly. like, unless someone catches him by the feet, like that. Unless safety, maybe if it feels Hyde or Poyer or whoever was back there, catches him by the feet, that's six. And Ramondre, I think he had 78 or 80 yards, something like that. Yeah. He was both well going too. They're both going against eight-man boxes, and the Patriots like, go ahead. And, you know, it would be like third and 18 at times. They'd run it. And, you know, ready to give the ball back to the Bills, having that much confidence in their defense. Um, and Nick Foles they have confidence in. 
times where I thought maybe they should just go for it on fourth down and not take the points because, you know, nobody was scoring anyway. They give it to Nick Folk and he's kicking in the hurricane. He's just splitting it through the uprights anyway. He's been that's prime, prime Vinatieri shit. So he's been one in. of the top kickers over the last two years. Like he doesn't under fifty, he doesn't miss. Yeah, and he's even good from like the low fifties. Yeah, definitely. But man, two for three for nineteen yards, and you go out there with a win. You can't talk about Matt because, yeah, yeah, me, Matt probably is the weak link of this offense, but guess what? It doesn't matter. There's so much talent around him. There's so much talent on defense. Uh, I don't know. We get, like, the more the season goes on, I'm, you're going to have a hard time convincing me if there's a team in the AFC that can beat the Patriots. And the NFC, yeah, there's a few. And the AFC, I'm not seeing it right now, especially after uh, Monday night. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs' defense has been playing really well, so the Chiefs would be your team because obviously, regardless of their struggles offensively, it's still Patrick Mahomes, it's still Tyree Kill, it's still Travis Kelsey. They can come out of it, so that's the team that you'd be the most scared. At least I'm the most scared of because their defense has been actually playing really well over the last two months. So defense is great, but you know, the thing that happens with them quite a bit is. Uh, the drops, the interceptions, mm-hmm. they're still very turnover prone, which that would that would be in our favor. But yeah, I would say the Chiefs over still probably the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs. Like not actually fear the Bills, because again, after what happened Monday night, but they definitely have the talent to do it for compared to the Chiefs. For some but, reason, the uh Ravens the Ravens would scare me, even though their team the only thing that would make it better now is that their defense like they're just starting to fall apart injury wise. But Lamar against us just scares me. Like, cause he's just such a, like, the one thing Belichick's been not as good against is really, really mobile quarterbacks. Like, he's had some problems with Cam, like, in the past when he was playing the Panthers. And so those mobile quarterbacks just a little bit to take away from his defensive schemes and work. And Lamar has gashed us in the past. That's the only person, other than that really terrible game that was weather wise last year. Just garbage yeah, weather. Lamar's played pretty terrible these last few weeks. Oh, yeah. For the last like six yeah. weeks, he's been just a mediocre quarterback. On top of being banged up, so I'm not afraid of the Ravens at all. Actually, you know, I'll throw this in there. Ahead of the Bills and Chiefs, I'm probably scared of the Titans with Derrick Henry more. Oh. It looks like they'll probably get him towards the end of the month, especially the way they played us. They're well coached. You know, what their receiving core looks like. That's a that's a question mark, obviously. A healthy Titans team scary. Yeah, definitely. Derrick Henry is scary for anyone. Um, but you know, I, it's going to be. We still have a lot of season left. I say this every week, but we still have a lot of season left. Um, it's a great season. Can't wait to see what happens. It's just interesting. I don't remember your. To refresh my memory here. I want to say my final four was Rams Packers. Is that correct, or was it Rams Bucks? I think it was Rams somebody, and then I had the Bills and the Browns. So I said, um, if it was ever going to be the year for them, it's going to be this year for the Bills and the Browns. And the Browns easily they have to be the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. The way they uh, them um, and them, and then how their season went. Maybe the Seahawks too, because just because of how true. their seasons. I mean, obviously Russell Wilson got injured, but then when he came back, he was still injured. You could tell clearly his hand sucked. But like they've just been, obviously, and they're playing in the toughest division in football, in my opinion. But 
they're still like eh, but you're up there definitely is the Browns. It'd be honestly one A one B between them for me, unless I'm think missing a team. But for them, it's one A and one B. Seems like though the Seahawks will look at more as a playoff team, whereas the Browns as a super they would have, they would have to have been the top four teams in the AFC. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, for the sure. Bills have, the Bills have somewhat held up their bargain. You know what I mean? I mean they're still a good team. They've had their losses, and they obviously could fall out of the playoff picture here if they lose to uh, Tom Brady, who obviously owns the Buffalo Bills. 31-3 and lifetime against the Bills. So, you know, tough out for them. I I don't see the Bills actually missing the playoffs. Uh, I don't either, but, you know, it's it's really in play. And I only say that because... They have the Bucks this week, so they get to pay an old Patriot. Then they got the Panthers, get to see an old Patriot again in Cam, and then they play the Patriots again. So they got four straight Patriot play, four straight Patriots games. Joking aside from that, but they could just lose again. They could lose to the Patriots, and they could lose to uh, to the Bucks. That would put them at eight losses. I don't nine and eight does not get you in, in my opinion. There's way too many good teams in the NFC, in the AFC rather, and they have no tiebreakers. Because they lost to yeah. the Colts, I lost mean, to the Titans, they lost to the uh, Chiefs, and they beat the Chiefs, but Chiefs are going to be fine. They've lost to the Patriots, obviously, so they wouldn't have the tiebreaker there. They've just lost all the good teams, so it would be hard for them to get in. I think they will because they're the Bills, and they're really good, but it's hard. They have to win one of the. They have to either beat the Patriots or beat the Bucks. I disagree with one of the parts. I do think the wild card teams, like the six and seven seeds, I think you can get in with, you know, eight eight losses because the wild card there's already teams in that spot with seven losses right now um but, no there's not in the afc the no? bills are seven and five and they're the seventh seed because the chargers and Bengals are both seven and five that's like in the nfc that seventh that sixth and seventh spot you could get in easy but then the afc there's so many good teams that are on the outside looking in that are six and six and the dolphins are six and seven but the Chargers, Bengals, and Bills are all seven and five right now. So that's why I don't. I don't that ballpark, though. I don't see the. I don't see those teams. You know, pulling away. I don't see that back end pulling away necessarily to get to eleven and five to make that last playoff spot. If so, then that's loaded AFC. But I see. I see that bottom half being still a little crowded, and then I see. I could see a ten and seven, nine and eight sneaking in at the end there, depending I, on how the schedules play, play out. I personally couldn't see a nine and eight. I could see a, t- a ten and seven. I think will be the cutoff. That's why I'm thinking if the Bills lose, well, the Bills only lost five games. So actually, I was thinking they lost six. So if they lose to the Bucks and they lose to the Patriots, they just have to make sure they take care of business. And ten and seven could get them into that playoff spot. So I mean, they can definitely still make the playoffs, and I wouldn't bet them to not make the playoffs. It's just if they lose to the Patriots again and lose to the uh, Bucks, yikes! But they can kiss the number one seed goodbye, in my opinion. Like they can just—I'm number one in the AFC and the number one seed in that matter. They can just say bye to that. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I think you can say that to the rest of the AFC at this point too. I think the Patriots—I want to say it's locked up, but if they beat the Colts, it's definitely locked up. It's it's well, gonna be honestly it's gonna be between them and the Chiefs. That's really they're way ahead. They're way ahead in the conference wins. I think we're seven and one in the conference, and I think everyone else has three or four losses in conference. So I mean, if it came down to a tiebreaker, the Patriots would have it. Yeah, it's gonna be as I say. It's definitely gonna be interesting. I'm very very excited about that. Very excited about the rest of the season. This team's fun. This team's lively. You and, mentioned. 
you mentioned Cam. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you mentioned Cam. Two things. First, I want to say, like, all the defending I've had for him over the year and a half, like, take it back. Like, he's, he's, he looks all but done, kind of. Like, he just does not look good from the pocket. But we'll see. You know, the Carolina Panthers fired their offensive coordinator this past week. And I guess people said, like, he'll never even get a job at D1 college. Like, I guess he's that bad. So, whatever the fuck that means, who knows? But with Cam, two things came to mind. A, that if he was the quarterback of that game on Monday night, I think we almost, like, win decisively, like, with how much of a threat of a runner he is. You know what I mean? We... That game is probably twenty four to ten instead of seven instead of fourteen. Because he still 10. runs as well. Like he's that may not be as fast as he used to be, but he can still, you know, he can still get a big run on you, which is saying something. Like that's not easy to do at any stage as a quarterback. And he can still, if he needed to, break a forty yard run on you, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he did. Was, he broke a twenty four yard run in his sec, uh, first game as full starter, so he definitely can. He ran for two touchdowns that game. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, I don't know if he would ever do it. I don't know if he would ever have, you know, I don't know if he could be humble enough. And this is not Cam. This is any starting quarterback. But I don't know if he could do this. And the only team I could see him doing this with is the Patriots. And I'd love to see this. And I don't know if it would happen, but Belichick would be great at it. And again, people must be fucking rolling their eyes listening to this shit. I don't really care. If Cam Newton, <laughs> if you put Cam Newton in like a Taysom Hill role with the Patriots where you're throwing the ball sometimes, where you're giving the ball in screens, where you're giving the ball a direct snap under center. Like, you can't tell me Cam would be Cam would be a pro bowler just off that. He would be a fan favorite in New England. Like, don't even get me started on that. But, man, I, imagine how much of a weapon he would be that way if you're using his arms only for deep throws, getting him the ball in space, and then giving him direct snaps on, like, second and two, third and two, on top of having Dame and Ramondre. Yeah, no, they Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden looks great. Like, Brandon I can't Bolden does. He does. I understand it. Um, no, he he surprisingly looks great. He surprisingly does. I was I've been shocked at how Brandon Bolden what looks you, on third. He's been a, in that role. He's been beautiful on third down. Like I've been, I'm actually shocked of how Brandon Bolden's been on third down. But um there are a couple teams he would work with. Like he would work obviously with the Patriots, that'd be perfect. The 49ers would also be another team where he could do that and be perfect at that. Like both like Shanahan would use him in that kind of way, and that would be But yeah, Cam if Cam for the rest of the season, I'm gonna give him a couple more because he didn't play he played terrible against Miami. He didn't play terrible against um Think the football team. He didn't play terrible against the football team. He did throw a late pick at that lot that ended up losing the game, but he didn't play terrible against them. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna continue to give him a little bit more because these are his first two starts in about probably 250 days. You know, he hadn't played since for, since the end of last year, so I'll give him a little bit more. But he doesn't look. He doesn't look like the Cam you want to remember. Like the twenty, obviously twenty fifteen Cam, or even the twenty eighteen Cam before he got injured. He doesn't look like that anymore. Couple things before we move on to, uh, we'll do we'll do picks after this. All right. Okay. That was the the Patriots in his last game. That was the least anybody's thrown since seventy eight. Yeah. Crazy. So uh, they literally, like I said, to you and like on Twitter, like. They literally went 1950s offense, right? Yeah. Um, the Nikhil Harry play, that was interesting. Not sure what he was doing on the punt return team. Not sure why they picked 
hurricane weather for the first time to put him back there. Yeah, that made and, no uh, sense to me. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't put Kendrick Bourne there. He's returned before. Nelson Aguilar, I know he doesn't have the greatest of hands, but he's at least returned before. Like, we don't... Or you put Gunner back there. Like, that's their normal punt return guy. Oh, and then he I don't know why I thought Gunner was injured. That's the only reason why I thought he wasn't back there. Because if Gunner's there, then that's just, a, that's just a mistake on the special teams coordinator. Because he's literally the guy. I thought yeah, he was I injured. What they were doing. I was assuming. And it barely touched his helmet. And they get seven points out of it. Like... I, don't know, I feel bad for Nikhil because I don't know everybody just shits on him because you know he was a first round pick who hasn't really produced obviously yeah but you know when that ball touches his helmet it like touched it by free I don't know like centimeters millimeters you know what I mean like it, you had to zoom in to see that it touched his helmet that kind of thing and people were shitting on him about it but at the same time he's got to get the hell away from the ball he's either got to get away from the ball but or if he he must have not felt it. Because if you f- feel that, you got to grab it. It's instant replay. Like we, It's not like it's 1973 where like you can hopefully the ref doesn't call it. Like if you get enough, like you can, you're going to have people looking at that back in their suites. And if you see that the bills are going to be like, oh, we're going to challenge it. Like you just got to fall on it. Like at this point, I made a mistake. Let me try to correct it instead of just like letting it happen. Like just fall on it. Bill Belichick after the game was unintentionally hilarious. Like, I don't know if you saw this, but like he made like he made a quote saying he said Mac Jones had some pretty good throws that game, only threw the ball three times. Um, and then in typical Belichick fashion, like when they asked him about the weather, he said he said the 2008 finale at Buffalo was way worse. And I was like, that's interesting. How does it? How is it way worse? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so just for the hell of it, like I went and looked up that exact game. And uh, he had Matt Castle. He only threw like eight times in that game. He went six for eight. How, that's weird. How do you know that? I, I think I heard something about he only threw eight times today. He only threw eight times. So there's precedent. So that shows you right there. There's precedent for what he did. Like, granted, it wasn't three times. But, you know, he had a little more of an experienced quarterback than Mac Jones that game and threw it under ten times. Uh, I, you know, I was going to come here on here and say – if that's Tom Brady in that game, he's still throwing at the most, 15. depending on what's needed in that game. Yeah, at the most 15 times. I could have seen him shelving Brady for a whole half, you know, the whole first half just handoffs. And Brady would have done it. You know what I'm saying? He would have done it gladly. You know, that's a kind of that's kind of quarterback, that's the kind of teammate Tom Brady is. Can't believe we're still talking about Tom Brady's a patriot. People must be there's a drink in the end of this. People must be drunk as fuck right now. Yeah, but, I don't care. Again, don't care at all. True story. True story to the whole is that an indictment thing on Mac Jones? No, because again, Belichick would have done that with Tom Brady. He would have done that with any quarterback. Any quarterback you give him, he would have done that same game plan with. Maybe just a little more wrong. Maybe just a little more options. But and the thing is, who? What's the indictment that Mac Jones doesn't have that great of an arm? Okay, we know that. the indictment, I guess, is that they don't trust him in hurricane weather, which is, you know, a once a once every 15 years, thir- you know, once every 10 years type of game. Yeah, like, that's the thing that I don't understand. Like, you don't have faith in him. You don't have faith in him to do what? Like, he threw 40 times against the Bucks. Like, he threw for 300 yards against the Titans. Like, clearly he's going to—he put him at the quarterback position and got rid of Cam Newton for some reason. They drafted him in the first round. They haven't drafted a first-round quarterback since Drew Bledsoe. Like, what? 
Like, of course they have semi-faith in him. Like, they just don't... He doesn't have an arm that cuts through the elements. You know what? Not many quarterbacks do. They're admitting he's not Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. We all know that. Cool. <laughs> like, thank you for telling us that, Bill Belichick. What, do you, what is he really worried about? He won the game. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he just won the game. Like, I don't know. I I just find that so stupid to think, oh, that's an indictment on him to be... uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to send you this clip. I can't play it over my audio right now for some reason. Mm -hmm. But it's of Ryan Clark, you know, former former Steelers safety on ESPN now. Comparing Bill Belichick... I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three guesses to who he compares Bill Belichick to. Greg Popovich. No. Uh. Yoda. No. <laughs> okay. I need to. I wasn't sure if it's is it in the sports room or not in the sports room. That doesn't really give me a hint. But like third, third guess. Third guess. Um. God. Yeah, that's actually the correct answer. He compared Belichick to God. That's the correct answer, Keenan. Is it really? He compared Bill Belichick to God himself. Okay. Or herself. Or herself. We don't know. Could be a her. But he compared Belichick to God. Let's go. And I can't play it. Yeah, I can't play it while I'm on the phone with you. So you you have to play it after I send it to you. But yeah, that shows you what we're dealing with here as a coach. So coaching of that alone in the NFL, that's enough for Having Belichick's like enough for, I don't know, five extra wins? I don't know. So that's what you're dealing with, with this defense, with this talented offense, with, yeah, Mac Jones being the weak link, but you know what? McDaniels has found himself a little bit here, as much as it pains me to say that, because I was calling for a job at the beginning of the season. And uh, and Belichick, like I said, like I, you know, find me me an AFC team that's going to absolutely go into New England and beat them in late January. I have a tough time believing that. I really do. And uh, let's move on here. Let's do some picks because I could go on and on and on about Belichick. I meant meant to, and I completely forgot to do it because I I worked a little later today than expected. I completely meant to go back last week and go through our picks and see how correct we were. Off of my head, I know I missed on some. I meant to look as well. I meant to look the other day. I would say off my oh, head, I know I missed some. Uh, you, like I thought the Dolphins game was going to be a blowout. The Dolphins won. It wasn't a blowout. Jalen Hurts didn't even play. I thought that Eagles game was going to be a touch closer. Um, the Cardinals Maybe. won big. Uh, I'm trying, but yeah, because I'm, I'm not looking at it currently at the moment. But like, there's a lot of games that went differently than I expected. Oh, that's the one. Minnesota lost. That was garbage. Yeah, Lions won to get their first win. Yeah, celebrated that. like it was celebrated like it was a big playoff game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they celebrated like it was his, mass hysteria in the whole entire Detroit <laughs> Detroit region. Are you ready for these picks? I am ready for these picks. I'll start with Steelers Vikings tomorrow. Steelers Vikings Thursday night game. Oh, this is this is a big Steelers game for both of them. Absolutely. By the way, that was probably the game. I mean, obviously the Patriots and Bills is probably the game of the weekend for me. But aside from that, Ravens Steelers, that was a great game. It great was, game. How do you actually quick question, how do you feel about the Ravens going for two? 
Uh, I don't mind it. I see why they did it. I see why they did it. I I personally would have liked my chances against uh, Ben Roethlisberger, like if you just blitz him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't mind that call being aggressive there. And they got the play they wanted to. It just was a little off target. So everything worked out. Was just a few inches off, you know, game of inches. So Oh for sure. I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious because I was talking with Austin. Austin didn't like it. And then he didn't just second guess this. He first guessed it. He's like he didn't like it before like before the round play the play. I went back to my old Madden thing and the old rule the old NFL handbook rule where me and I would always talk, you go for it on the road, you kick the field you kick the extra point at home. That's been my golden rule forever. They were on the road, so I was perfectly fine with them going for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that because I think it's more circumstantial with them. They got a pretty good cushion in the division. I don't see the Steelers really making a push for the division. Like, they're going to be a wild card team if they make it at all. They, you know, that was a must win for them. I think it was that mixed with, you know, their injuries on defense and how they were playing defensively. I mean, oh. if it was me, if it was me coach the Ravens, you know, I kicked the extra point there and just blitz the hell out of Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger did play a pretty good game. The, yeah, he had a great, he had a really good him, second half. First half, he wasn't great. Right for him, I don't think he threw a pick. Correct? No, he, he had didn't. two touchdowns. Two touchdowns over, over two hundred yards. So I mean, it was a good game for Ben. It's what they needed from him. You know, I just would have had a little more confidence. But in general, no, nah, I don't mind the call. I mean, it, you know, and I think if it is a closer in the division, if they're like a game in between the division, there, I don't think I think Harbaugh does kick the extra point there. So. I don't put too much into the go for two on the road or kick the extra point. Usually I would probably take the points, but for me personally, that's just me. I know he said, I know he likes to go for it because he's aggressive on fourth down, like against the chiefs. He went for it on fourth down. They got it. So they won that game. Harbaugh's always been aggressive and always listens to Lamar. And so I know he didn't do it for that. My personal feeling is that you go for it on the road, you don't go for it at home. That's just literally, obviously there's more circumstance to it, but like a rule of thumb more so. Obviously it's not exactly that easy, but that's just my golden rule. But we can move on to this game on Thursday. All right, yeah. Uh, Steelers-Vikings. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. This one's going to be one of the best games of the weekend, in my opinion. I think both teams are going to be playing desperate football. Coming off both um, Steelers coming off of a win, Vikings come off of a tough loss. I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings 24 21. I think Justin Jefferson has a huge day, especially with Adam Thielen being out. Vikings 24 17. Okay. I don't mind that score. Uh, next Saints, is, Jets, next game. Oh, uh, Saints Jets. I got the Saints because I think they should have Alvin Kamara back. So I've got the Saints twenty-seven to fourteen. I'm gonna go twenty seventeen Saints field goal win. That's fair. That's fair. Falcons Panthers divisional matchup hated rivalry right here. Oh, and though both of them are fighting for the playoff too. In in Carolina. Um I'm, you know what, I'm gonna ride with Cam. I think Cam can pull this one out. And I think this one's gonna be a like twenty four twenty three game. I think this one will be real close. I'm with you close game around their mid twenties. We'll say twenty seven 
24 because the Heat roster, as I said. But I'm going mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. I'm going Atlanta Falcons. I trust Matt Ryan a little more than I do Cam right now. That's Grant, fair. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Cam this game. But they, no McCaffrey. It's really just Cam. So you're going to need a vintage 2013 era Cam dual threat type of game here. So I'm going to roll with the Falcons on that. It's fair. Matt Ryan over the last four weeks has been playing like absolute garbage. Though I mean, for a lot, I mean, last week he didn't play like garbage. The weeks, three weeks prior, he was playing like garbage. But also, Matt Ryan is not garbage. I think he just needs to get out of Atlanta. He's a guy who I think needs a new team. I think they just need to kind of rebuild and revamp that. My personal opinion, but yeah, I got Seahawks. Seahawks versus Texans at Houston. I think this game is going to be a little closer than like what you would think mentally. Because the Texans semi-play teams close for some reason at times, um, and I don't fully trust the Seahawks yet. Last year, uh, last week, I don't fully take into like the Seahawks are back into being at least relevant because of the fact that it's a division game and those ones are weird. So I'm, I still think the Seahawks win though. I got the Seahawks in a twenty-seven twenty game. Twenty-three to twelve Seahawks. I got fair. Wait, I actually wait. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Make that twenty. Make that twenty-seven seventeen. I just realized that Davis Mills is starting. And yeah, make that twenty-seven seventeen. Davis Mills famously lit up the Patriots in the first half this year. When people people thought people thought it was all over for us after the first half of that game. Then the script caught up because that's what happens with backup quarterbacks. The script catches up, or in that case, Belichick and the Patriots catch up, drink again. People listening out there, listeners, drink up. Uh, Raiders, Chiefs, divisional matchup at Kansas City. It's one of the two best games at the beginning slot. As well, actually, one of the couple. Actually, we have some a couple good games at the beginning. A lot of, the good, one o'clock, lot of good divisional games this week. At the one o'clock slot, I got this one closer than it was last time. I do got a Chiefs win though. I think it'll be thirty-five twenty-eight instead of the forty-one seventeen beatdown. Even though it's in Kansas City, I think it'll be thirty-five twenty-eight. Thirty-one twenty-eight, Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, upset alert. Okay. Okay. Ravens Browns next. At some point, Lamar is going to break out of it. I feel um, so. I think I think this is going to be the game. I think I think this one's going to be a very good game, but it's going to be higher scoring. I could see this one being a twenty-eight twenty-seven Ravens win. Thirty seventeen Ravens. Ooh, no faith in the Browns. Okay. Baker's hurt. I don't know why they don't just put in uh, Case Keenum. They should have better off with Case Keenum right now than Baker Mayfield. He's, he's legitimately hurt. Like what? What? Do you, I get your friend for a playoff spot, but I mean, you don't gain much. And I mean, I guess they know more than me. But it would seem like you could lose a lot getting him more and more hurt. I guess he's due for an extension after this year. I think his contract's up. Well, yeah, he's year. playing for that, but obviously, like the worse you play, like he's in a spot, and this is where sometimes sports media can matter some. He's in a spot to where he's getting so heavily scrutinized that, like, it's almost like he's getting money taken out of his pocket by playing in these games. Like, I would have, the second he tore his labrum, I would have sat down for four to six weeks. Case Keenum, regardless of how you feel about him, is a 
good backup. He did take the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game, regardless of if it was fully him. Obviously, they had a really good team, but like, he's not terrible. You could win games with that running game, that defense with Case Keenum, rest up for four weeks, and come back fully healthy. Yeah, I get. That. I mean, I get. It. I get why they had him in the early weeks. Like, he tore it around the time he, the Browns play the Patriots. You know, and that was. They had a little more control, but since then, it's been two or three games since that game, and they've only lost those games, correct? They won their first game after Odell, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the scheduling here. Then I think they played us, and I think they lost two since then. Now is the point where I put Case Keenum in. You know what I mean? I would have um, put him in a little bit before that even. like I would have put him one or two weeks before the bye, like their last week against that Ra- against the Ravens, or two weeks ago against the Ravens, I would have put in I would have put in Keenum and then I would have had the bye and then had Baker come back now. Give him like three weeks of full rest and recovery. Personally. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can agree with sports media controlling or having an influence on contracts because I mean, the, you know, the Browns kind of did that to themselves with where they put Baker. And in a sense, it's good for them because they're going to have Baker's going to be in the position of Kirk Cousins with a football team a few years ago where they probably franchise him, which is good, which is what you want because you probably don't want to pay Baker what he'd be getting in a healthy market. You know what I mean? Because um, I still have a lot, good of, and bad. Still have a lot of still have a lot of questions about Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah, he's just in that position where he's too good for probably too good to be franchised, but not good enough to really earn that extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, depends definitely. on if you're a desperate team or not, you know. Because we we've seen it with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's making buku money from uh from Las Vegas. Still want to call them Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, they feel like um, you just want to call them. Um, they played the Lions right after the Patriots, then the Ravens on their bye. So I would have I would have sat him against the Lions. You can beat the Lions without him, like they beat the Broncos without Baker. And then I would have sat him against the Ravens, and then I'd put put him in this game because I think their record would be the exact same as it is now. And they would be into this game. That's personally what I would have done, but obviously I am not the head coach or GM of the Browns. Next game, Cowboys, Washington football team. This has all the makings of being a really good game. The football team has found their identity. They run the ball. They play good defense. They've beat the Bucks, the uh, Panthers, and then they beat the Raiders last week. At so, RFK, by the way, so they're in Maryland. Yes, yeah, so I've got the Cowboys in a close one, though. 27-24. I got the Cowboys in a close one. I think they, got, I think Dak's going to play well. I've got an ugly NFC East December winter game, 17-14. to 14. Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Dallas Cowboys win this game. Okay. Jaguars are first Titans in Tennessee. This game's going to be a touch closer just because, I mean, Julio Jones is back, but A.J. Brown is not. I probably 23-14 Titans. 28-14 Titans, I got. Something, something along those lines. It won't be anything crazy. The Jags aren't great, so... Giants, New York football Giants, led by Mike Lennon, looking like it on Sunday versus, which I did not factor in last week when we were talking about the Giants. 
Uh, but this week, Giants at Chargers in LA. Uh, I'll just Chargers thirty-one fourteen. <sighs> so this is a game where I'm gonna call it thirty-five seventeen Chargers. But the Chargers could do that cool thing where they just completely let you down. So I, I guess I, if they I did, would say that, but the Giants are more or less like what would be the equivalent to like a G League team in the NBA right now. So the Giants, what's left of the Giants, they're going to be a whole new team here next week, or not next week, sorry, next year. As far as their uh, front office, as far as their coach, I'm guessing. I hope Saquon, we'll see. I hope Saquon but, Barkley gets traded or someone can make a move for him. I hope. I really do. I want him out so of I, there. So I got the Chargers killing the Giants. And uh, by the way, Chargers did... In fact, you know, I'm trying not to hedge this week as much. I hedged on like three games last week, one of them being Chargers Bengals, where I was like, if the Chargers are really the team everyone's saying they are, they win that game. They try to lose that game, but they end up winning that game going away against the Bengals. So, uh, you know, I guess congrats, Chargers. It was such a weird game. They got up 24, and then the Bengals scored 22 straight, and then the Bengals, uh, the Chargers scored 19 straight, and then ended up 41 22. I watched that game. So that one. It was a weird yeah, game. It was, well. it was a weird game. It was a fun game. I love Joe Burrow, so I'm a Joe, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Sucks that he hurt his finger because I feel like he missed a few throws because of it. But at the same time, good for him for gutting it out because obviously, regardless of it just being a finger, that's his throwing mm-hmm. hand. So it's just a lot of pain every time you touch a ball. Like he couldn't hand off with his left for his right hand anymore. It was only with his left. <laughs> yeah. Next, we got the streaking, the red hot Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. Uh oh. Uh oh. Upset alert. Who you got? I'm going 21 21 18 Lions. Yeah, I don't see the Lions winning another game this year, so I'm (laughs) going to go 23 to 10. Uh, I'll give them some more. I'll give them 23 to 15 Broncos. You know, I'm just gonna say, Fanduel wise, I'm gonna probably go with a couple Broncos players. But you know what? Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm definitely. I'm gonna stick by that. Upset Lions are gonna win back to back games and they'll lose every game out after that. But 21 18, going with the Lions. Unless did the Lions have the Bears one more time this year? Uh, the Thanksgiving Day game, their second game. I thought Thanksgiving was their second game. I could be wrong, though. I could I'll bring up the Lions schedule. I definitely don't see them win two in a row. This kind of upsets me because let me give you. They yeah. I'll just, I'll just give you. I'll just give you the next three games before we pick them. We get Niners, Bengals, Bills, and Bucks, and Bears and Packers. And Bears and Packers is a Sunday night game when the Bills and Bucks are right there. That's annoying. I don't like that shit at all. No, well, um, it's uh, Air- they play Arizona, Atlanta, S- Seattle, and then Green Bay are their last four games after Denver. Just give you a real quick update. The Lions. What is it? Sorry, Arizona, Seattle, Green Bay, and Denver. Uh, in Atlanta, and then Atlanta? Uh, and obviously they still play Denver. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't see them winning. Their best chance, I guess, is Denver, but that's at Denver, and uh, yeah, I don't think they win another game this year. Okay, so that's I say that's completely fair, but I was gonna say me personally, I'm gonna ride hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm going on the bandwagon. <laughs> Niners, Bengals. 
<laughs> Niners Bengals at Cincy. Oh, this is going to be such a good game. This it's a must win for the Bengals. I guess must win both ways, oh, but definitely a must win really for the 49ers, it, too. For sure. Definitely must win for the 49ers. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 30 to 27 Bengals. And I don't feel confident in that at all. But I'm going to go 30 to 27 Bengals. I think they bounce back. You can run a little, you can run a bit on the 49ers defense. So I think Mixon could have a good day. Uh Burrow, it's really going to come down to is Burrow going to make uh, turn the ball over. If he doesn't turn the ball over, then the Bengals should win. If he does, then the 49ers definitely can take that game. They have the formula too. At the same exact score, I have the Niners winning however. So 30-27 Niners over the Bengals for me. Okay. Bills versus the Buccaneers at Tampa. Bills obviously coming off. I don't know if y'all heard. Bills coming off a was it fourteen to ten loss? Yeah, fourteen to ten loss against New England Patriots with only three completed passes. So that's the Bills going against the former New England Patriots quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Thomas Keenan, Edward yeah. Patrick Brady Jr. is going to <laughs> throw the ball Whoa. 16 times as many, 16 They're times as much as Mac Jones did. The in greatest the, living American, Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, maybe Beyonce. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, I got the Bucks in this game 35 31. And honestly, as I said, he's going to throw the ball like 15 to 16 times as much as Mac Jones. He's throwing the ball about 45 times in this game. I could definitely, I could see him, which is not weird for him. He threw the ball 51 times like last week. But I definitely think this is going to be a shootout. The Bills can move the ball. It's going to be Josh Allen versus Tom Brady in a shootout. And my rule of thumb is you, I don't bet against Brady in a shootout. So, um, you have to beat Brady close. Like, and you have to beat Brady like under 30. I feel like over 30, Brady's record is like phenomenal. Well, I mean, we've seen Nick Foles beat Brady in a shootout, so yeah. I, mean, yeah. I didn't want to bring it up, but we but, have. I mean, we've seen oh, Brady's obviously lost in a shootout, but at the same time, it's also I, I'll blame Bill for not wanting to sit Malcolm Butler and put him on timeout. Like that was cool. Like, let's, hey, let's just not play our best corner against the Eagles. We don't need it. Let's play a uh, Eric Rowe. Played who was literally oh my god he was so bad that game oh my god that hurts it still hurts he threw for five hundred yards in a loss Kyle in the Super Bowl yeah I'm not talking about that game uh, oh my god I have a few thoughts about this and you know you said Beyonce greatest living American Beyonce couldn't throw for two touchdowns against the Legion of Boom in the fourth quarter I don't think. So that's where I can Tom Brady the nod there. So yeah, but uh, but, <laughs> but Tom Brady couldn't. Tom Brady probably couldn't perform us uh, love on top of like I think they had VMAs in 2011. Pregnant. So yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady could do. Tom Brady could do whatever he puts his mind to. So Beyonce could. I mean, Beyonce could too. Like, Beyonce. Beyonce's not leading two game when he drives against or the comeback against the Seahawks against the Legion of Boom in the Super Bowl. But it's a, it's a good conversation. Greatest, shouts living, to Beyonce. greatest living American Brady or Beyonce. 
I'd probably throw a few other people in there, but oh, Bill's bucket. Name, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I wanted to leave the uh, the Monday night game like knowing we're at like astronomically better than the Bills. I can't say that. I have actually a lot of respect for this Bills team enough so to where I could see them winning. What was your score? What was your score? 35-31? 35-32 Bills. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not Bills. Thirty-five, thirty-two Bucks. I hate that we're having a lot of these similar scores because I have 35-31 Bills. As, and we didn't talk about this before at all, so it's like we I have no idea where you're going with any of this. But, yeah, no, I got the Bucks. I think, as I said, shootout. I don't pick against Brady in a shootout. So that's essentially how that goes. I, I think this is kind of, for me, kind of like where I was with the Chargers last week against the Bengals. If the Bills are really that contending team, they got to bounce back against that loss where you only got ran on against the Patriots and outmanned and out physical, and you got to come back and beat Tom Brady. He's due for one. I mean, he's thirty-one and three lifetime against the Bills. It's going to be a warm weather game, I'm assuming, given that it's in Tampa. You know, it should be a shootout, and there's no reason why the Bills can't win that game. Uh, and we've seen, you know, last few weeks, minus last week where Brady played great, but you, you can kind of. You can kind of play with the Bucks. You know what I mean? There, you can rough them up a little bit if you can get pressure on Brady. He, he'll either throw you the ball or he's going to throw it in the dirt. One of the two. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not. If you get to him a little bit, so that would be the recipe. So yeah, I got thirty-five, thirty-one Bills. The nightcap Sunday night Packers Bears. What do you got? It's going to be around like sixty-five and partially and pretty much sunny on a Sunday in here Tampa. in my good old area. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. I'm gonna walk outside, um, but yeah, no, I got the Packers in a thirty-one seventeen, pretty easy win. Fields is coming back. Fields will probably make a couple mistakes. Rogers will do whatever he wants to. Yeah, no, I don't see this being hard at all, especially with them coming off a bye. I was gonna say the same exact score, but I'll extend that. I'll go thirty-five seventeen. <laughs> this is not intentional. Like I have, this is not intentional. And then uh, Monday night Rams Cardinals at AZ NFC West NFC West matchup. Sorry, uh, Rams aim for limping the way to aim for. They got the uh, the little bounce back blowout win versus the Jags here. Yeah, that's cool. Important game here. Who you got? Okay, so I'm gonna take a page out of the Kyle Warner book. That's if, if the I'm just saying what you would say. if the Rams are that team that's going to go and they think they can get to the NFC Championship game and farther, they have to win this game. If they're that team, they have been other than the Bucks, they have been bad against teams that are good. If they're that team, they need to win this game. I don't think they're that team. I'm going with the Cardinals. I'm going with the Cardinals, uh, 31 to 24. I'm having a tough time with this game. See, I, I, had a, a, I was the whole time I was rambling on talking. I was thinking about who I wanted, and it was really just buying myself time. But <laughs> uh, but honestly, I do believe if they're that team, they've got to win this game. I, you know what? I'm kind of there with you. I, I'm leaning towards the Cardinals. It's just a matter if it's going to be a high-scoring game or the score I got. The score that comes to mind for me is 24-21. Will that be the Rams? Will that be the Cardinals? I don't know. It could go either way. I'm going to go. They were my NFC title champion. 
So I'm going to go with the Rams in this game. Is that a confident pick? No. But uh, you had the Rams, the Rams in the Super Bowl? I believe so. I believe my Super Bowl was either... I think it was either it was either Bills, Rams, or... No, no, no. I don't know. I feel like I picked the Rams. I know my NFC Championship was Rams-Packers. My AFC Championship was Bills Browns because, like, you know, so you definitely would have had Bills Rams or Bills Packers, one of the two. Um. So yeah, I don't remember exactly who I picked there, but I had a rematch of last year and I had the Chiefs pulling this one out. I'm gonna go with the Rams this game though. Twenty-seven, twenty-one Rams over the Cardinals. Ram, if the Rams are going to win, Odell needs to have over eighty-five yards receiving. It's gonna be hard for a. it's going to be hard to hold the Cardinals to anything under 24, really. So, yeah, that's what. So, yeah, their defense is really going to show up. They do got all the pass rushes in the world, in theory. So Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald needs to make his imprint on this game. Not that he's ever been terrible this season. He hasn't been terrible at all this season. But their defense hasn't been what it should be this season. And definitely Aaron Donald needs to make his imprint. Um, he needs to be the best. Arguably the best player, definitely the best defensive player, but arguably the best player on the field if the Rams are going to win this game. Any uh, NBA thoughts from you? Um, bold prediction, Steph goes off for 70 tonight and breaks the record. I've been thinking about this all day. Very bold prediction. I don't know why today. His The way he answered in his press conference that he was going, like, because they were like, are you going to go for try to go for 16 threes today? He was like, anything's possible. Which makes me think in the back of his mind he's thinking of it. And so I think he's going to try to go for 16 threes today. And if he does, I think he's going to go for 70. Why did I? Oh, I thought for some reason he only had seven to beat the record. 16? Yeah, 16. He is 16 to break the record now. And so I think he's going to go for 16 threes. Oh, 16 to tie the record, 17 to break it. I don't think he's going to break it. I think he will tie it today and he will have 70. That is a very bold prediction that if it doesn't happen, it wouldn't shock me, but I'm going for it, so that's bold. What's the percentage confidence you're, you are in this? Like, how bold is this? Is this like a 20% confident, but I'm just throwing it out there? 60. Or is it like you 60. 60% believe that tonight he's dropping 70 points? Yep, 60. I'm, a, right. I'm about 60% confident. I mean, I could look absolutely dumb, and he could just do nothing. But no Dame. I mean, normally he plays well against Portland. He did drop 62 on Portland. Not that 62 is 70, but he did drop 62 on Portland. He's had Portland's number for his entire career. He's had some of his biggest games against Portland. And... Yeah. And... I felt like he was going, I feel like he's either going to break it today or do it on Saturday. Like, I think it's going to be on a national TV game. I don't think it's going to be in that, there's a game in between. I think he played the Sixers on Saturday. It's going to be one of those two games he breaks it, and I'm going, I'm going with this one, which is obviously a very bold prediction. No Lillard, no McCollum. I think he's just going to tee off on the Blazers. Wouldn't that be that'd be record for threes in a game as well? Sixteen. Yeah, Clay Clay has it with fourteen. Actually, I was 14. randomly watching that game too, so I watched him do that against the Bulls. He had he went fourteen to twenty four. It sucked in that game just because he could have went like he had went like ten of twelve in the first half, and then he went like thirteen to sixteen, and it just took him or thirteen to seventeen. It just took him forever to get that fourteenth one because obviously they were gunning for it because clearly they knew he had it because it was like late third. 
early fourth, I think, when he got it. But yeah, no, I wish that game. Would, I wish you would have shot like fourteen to nineteen rather than fourteen to twenty-four. Not that that's bad in the slightest, but yeah. Uh, I do not have anything to uh, add to the bold prediction at all. I don't have a bold prediction myself. Um, I like to throw a bold one out there every now and again. Yeah, yeah, you definitely like to throw out like Brandon Ingram being a top twenty-five player of all time. We'll never understand that one, but yeah, we'll let you one day explain that. But not right now. Not right now. But. Uh, yeah, I said he. I said he was going to be a little bit better version of Paul George, and I mean, completely wrong on that. But you know what? For everyone I've got wrong, I've gotten one right, so we're good. Uh, that's a pretty bold one. Saying someone's got to be generational—that's like that's like four rings territory. Yeah, you know. Oh no, I mean, he doesn't have to have four rings. I mean, Barkley's a. I mean, generational, yes. Four rings, no. Because I mean, Barkley's twenty-five all time. He hasn't won one. So, you know, but he's also, but, you know, a one of one. I know. I was again. I said gen- generational. That's where the generational comes in. Yes, four rings, not mandatory. But yeah, no, I'm I'm one for one on my uh, go for my go for it bold predictions. You're one for one. I'm one. Sorry, one for two. I should say. What's the other one? Oh, I said in 2013, Steph was going to be the second greatest point guard of all time. You looked at me and you said, "What are you talking about?" So. I remember that vividly. It was before that, or twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Was going going into that season of the twenty fourteen fifteen. Yeah, because I mean, come on, I mean, and, at that point, if you stand through, I'm telling you, I'm one for two. <laughs> I, was, I just see the future. That's all. I'm one for two. Brandon Ingram, I missed on, but you know what? I'm going to hold my hat on that Steph one. I'll come up with one soon. I'll probably say Lamel is going to be the greatest point guard we ever see. I'm kidding, but <laughs> I'm completely kidding. I'm sure you'll have one at some point. Oh, I will. Sure. I always love to have them. They're nice. I'm sure. Uh, League of Dysfunction, anything, any any updates there? Um. Yeah, actually. So I'm going tonight. I'm actually doing my review with Tyler. And this week in the league, Hello. Tyler Lamori. Right. He, he um he actually lives down here in Florida. He lives a couple hours away from me, but we're gonna he's gonna call in. Um, this week is going to be one of them ones. One of the great one. This should be one of the a legendary week. Uh, cause we've got about five teams in playoff contention. Tyler needs to lose, and then if I win and some and Tyler loses, and then. I win by 20 points or more. There's a lot of like scoring tiebreaker things that could go on this week, but the week's kind of crazy and I'm very much for it. So, very excited, very very excited for this weekend of fantasy football. Cool, very cool. Sounds uh sounds like an intense sounds very reminiscent of what's going on in the actual NFL right now. So, Yeah, I was going to say the only difference is the only difference is there's a clear-cut number one team in our league, and that's Justin Wade. He's 11-2, and two, and so he's just like a clear-cut better than everybody else. And then there's and then the rest of it's like the NFL this year where you just like you have like Austin's probably the next best team, but at the same time we don't know. Maybe Camden, maybe Tyler, any of the other teams. Could, like It's just all up in the air, which I love. 
Very cool. Very cool. Sounds intense. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's some. Eh, actually, yeah, our our basketball league, specifically our Yahoo league, right now, it's wide open. Like one injury could break, make or break it for like literally anybody. Yeah, I've been I've been terrible over the last couple weeks. Like I beat Steven seven to two, and then I was in seventh, but I was like two games out of third. And then since that matchup there, I have just gone downhill. I lost seven to two last week. I'm lose to Derek. I'm losing six to two this week to Dustin. Yeah, my team's just hurt. I've got Kevin Durant who's out. Jonathan Isaac, Kyle Anderson, Michael Porter Jr., Devin Booker, Bog. Bogdan Bogdanovich, like my team. Durant played last night, though. What? I oh, was. Well, I mean, yeah. sorry, Durant. He's listed as out right now for today's game against Houston. I have no. Oh. So I mean, it may just be a rest rather than he's out for right now. I have absolutely no idea. I'm guessing because it was a back to back. There's only four games between me, the top spot, and the and the last playoff spot, and then from the last playoff spot to last place, there's about seven games. So. One injury could make or break it for one of these teams in the back. like Or like you, who's got injuries. Like If you get healthy, you catch someone at the right time. Because the league so far has been relatively healthy as far as stars go. Mm, there's six games. Like, I'm the eighth seed, and there's six games between me and Nate Kennison, which is literally a week. Like, if I won 7-1 or 7-2 or 7-1 in a week... That's six games that I would make up on Nate right there, and obviously other teams would have to it have to line up. But I'm only like a week behind Nate Kennison right now, so I got I, murdered last week, and I stomach, somehow saved it first. Somehow, I, I need moves. Like I need some trades or something. I have no idea what to do with this roster. I have so many injuries, and then that helps when you don't really draft your team because in the ESPN league, I'm pretty much killing it right now. That league is doing whatever I want to. I've yeah, that's a weird league. That's a weird league, and I think I've been directly placed behind you each week. Like I'm somehow, I'm somehow gotten out these wins right now. Without yeah. without most of my like, I don't have. I haven't had Towns in like a week, and I haven't had Dame and Bam out of Iowa, and I got Ben Simmons chilling in the IR too. So I got a lot of injuries. Somehow I'm still winning. Dejounte Murray's carrying that team. Shouts to Dejounte Murray. Yeah, no, my team, my team had injuries too, and we're still cooking because I had him beat out for a while. OG's out. Devin Booker's been out. Um, I also have Bogdan in this league. He's out. And then in IR, I have waiting to come out of IR. Victor Oladipo and TJ Warren. I pick them up and put them just in my IR spot. So whenever they're ready, this team is ready to just take off. Uh, you got anything else to add? Or um, we get out of here. No, we're we're good to get out of here. Um, follow us at Warner Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, no, I have nothing else to add other than that. Awesome. We'll be back next week. Review of these uh, football games. Got some music for you next week. A little different topics, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Keenan, you have a good one. I'll talk to you later. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Yeah, for sure. If uh, Especially if Steph goes for 70. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be touching about that. So, uh yeah, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Tell Danny I said what's up. Will do. And, you have uh, a good one as well. For sure. For sure. Peace. <laughs>